0: If you read that chapter, that book in the Bible, you know there's many areas you can come from. And I had to pray yesterday as I was sitting and, and, and thinking about um, where should I come from? And as I was sitting there praying, I was thinking about one and two, chapter one and two, one and three. And I opened my Bible up and It was on chapter two. So today I'm going to speak to you and have a John Maxwell Bible that Dr. Greens gave to me in 2006 when he first came to our other building and was doing work over there. And in that chapter of Proverbs, he has a title called "The Beginning of Knowledge," and. Ms. Hancock, she was just speaking about how uh, Mr. Carter was talking about that missing of knowledge, that lost heritage, that if you don't have that, you can be lost. You know, and, and, and as I was writing this here, as God was laying on my heart to, to write down this message, it just rang free, it just brought to remembrance the struggle of the wilderness, and and the people who had to suffer in bondage for over four hundred and thirty years, and lost their relationship, and lost their heritage. They knew what the promise was, but they didn't have the relationship, and that's that's what we're facing right now today in society. We know who we are. We have no relationship with our heritage. And most of all, we have no relationship with God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to speak before your people, Father God. And as always, Father God, I ask, make my lips claim, Father God, and let nothing come from me but everything be you. me. And even whatever I have written down, if that is not your will today let it be set aside I thank you Father for my family for their support and love I thank you for Dr. Williams and First Lady for their continued guidance and directions and and pressing of doing all the things that God has called them to do I thank you for the leadership here at Harvest the members because you have called us to a a new day a new beginning, and as we move along in, in the direction that you called us in the harvest, we pray that the people who you brought here reap that harvest that you have set aside for them, and we give you honor and give you praise in Jesus' name. Let the house say, "Amen, amen." amen. 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 So today, I come to you from the Book of Proverbs. And in this book, there is so much to digest, and I implore you, if you have an opportunity to read it, and even if you've read it before, read it again, because it continues to open up our eyes, and definitely for the young, the young here, please read Proverbs, because Solomon, when he wrote these these words down. He was speaking to all of us. All of us. For the young and old. So please, I implore you. Read that. So, as I said, chapter 2 was the base of what I opened up to. And if you can open up your Bibles, if you have one, and I'm coming off the amplified, And In chapter 2, first verse, 1 through 5, it reads, My son, if you will receive my words and my treasure, and treasure my commandments within you, so that your ear is attentive attentive to the skillful and godly wisdom, and apply your heart to understanding, seek it conscientiously and striving for it eagerly. Yes, if you cry out for insight and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek skillfully in godly wisdom as you would silver and search for her as you would hidden treasures, then you will understand and reverence. Fear the Lord that is worshiping and Him and cry. regarding Him as truly awesome and discovering the knowledge of God. Amen? Amen. Amen? Family, I can only say that this is the hand of God who is working today. A few weeks ago I shared with you about the King keys to the kingdom. Today I've just revealed to you one of because if you don't know who he is, how could you get in the door? Do you open up your door to strangers? No. So you, don't, you only open up to people you know. And this is what God wants for us. He wants us to know him, to have a relationship with him. And that's why I said important because if you can't get in the door, there's no way you can get access to any other other doors that's on the inside. Jesus said, "My Father has many rooms, many rooms, but in order to get to the rooms, we got to get through the door, and that's the first door, and it starts with." That relationship, that knowing relationship with him. Amen? It says here, God wants to give us knowledge of himself. He didn't hide anything from Adam. And he's not hiding anything from you and I. But it's about us seeking a relationship with him, wanting to get to know him. It's a knowing relationship, just like we're, we're talking about black history, talking about knowing who we are, knowing where we come from, knowing the beginning. Because if you don't know where you come from, you definitely don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And God has a plan for each and every one of us. But it starts with a, us knowing who he is and who we are to him. If you can turn with me to Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 it says here my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge of my laws were, were where I reveal my will because you the priestly nation have rejected knowledge I will also reject you for being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. That sounds real harsh, doesn't it? That sounds real harsh. But the word reminds us not everybody's going to get it. it ha- we have to be willing participants to accept what God has for us. And sometimes it comes with correction. And that's the hard part. Us parents here, we know. Us children here, we know. We don't like correction, right? You know, And, and but correction is to get us on the right path. And sometimes God has to correct us, but too often we want to reject it because it don't line up with our will. And God wants us to be stewards of his will. So we can correctly guide the children behind us so they don't fall victim. We live in a society right now who are lost. These children are lost. Not just children, but grown folks are lost because they rejected the knowledge and the will of God. They've, They've lost the moral foundation that was set in place from the beginning where they don't have no care for no one, not even their own family members. We read every day about this type of stuff happening within families. And God wants us to get back to our relationship with him because if we love him, we will love our neighbors and our brothers and sisters. And that's what he wants us to get to. I said, no wonder why people are struggling in this world. They are starving for knowledge. However, knowledge alone is not enough. Because if you do not understand the information you have, you can't apply the wisdom of what you know. See, it's a whole lot of book smart people. But they don't have the understanding of what they've read. You know, there's some people who read this Bible. And Jesus had to deal with the Pharisees who knew the word. But they didn't have the full understanding of the true relationship with God so they couldn't apply the word properly for the people. And too often we base what people know because they got PhDs and all these certificates. But the word says he will confound the wisdom of this world. And that's why we have to get into that relationship with him. We have to know the word for ourselves. We have to know who we are. So when someone comes at you with some misinformation, like the enemy came at Christ in the garden, that you can give him the truth and not be dismayed not go in the wrong direction because you know the word for yourself see the word is me. I, my mom had the word my grandma had the word but it's meaningless for me if I don't have the word they prayed for me they covered me but I wasn't able to do it for myself but it comes a time when we have to be able to stand on our own we have to be able to stand on the word that God has for us that personal relationship. See, we get the covering for my ancestors, for my family, but that relationship is personal. Because what God had in store for them is not what He had in store for you. Pastor, tell you all the time put your finger up. Each one of us are individuals, there's no fingerprint of life. And just like there's no purpose of life. Each one of us have a different purpose. We've been assigned to different people. God has placed people in your life that I will never be able to touch. Pastor Ray will never be able to touch. Your mom, your dad may be able to touch. But it's up to you. If you're a position to do what you're supposed to do, you're going to touch the love that God has placed in you. And that's what this is about. Listen. It says. Because if you have no understanding of the information you have, you cannot apply the wisdom of what you know. Let's look at the children of Israel who were in bondage for 430 years and were free. They have no memory of how God was taking care of their needs. They have no memory of that. They heard the stories, just like we hear the stories. But they have no memory, they have no relationship personal. So when they're free, when they're free, they're lost. Because even though God is providing for their needs, He's providing everything they need. He's made a way out for them. And you know, the Bible don't tell us. But I think just like when we were free back in the day, some of them stayed. I believe some of the children of Israel stayed because they were still bound. They were still bound. They didn't know what was out there. They heard about it, but they were comfortable in their discomfort. And this is what we find still today. Some of our children are still bound. Some of our people are still bound. We are still bound in our relationship with God and his people. We had a Black History celebration this past week where the children came up and they shared. And and we had all different cultures and colors here celebrating God. And just like Pastor Ray said, he said "Yes." We're celebrating Black History Month because it has been not added to the history. So, unfortunately, we have to educate ourselves, and and that's the same thing in our relationship with God. If you don't put nothing in, you're not going to get nothing out
1: you're not going to have a sense of
0: identity of who you are and what your purpose is. You're not going to recognize that you are beautiful, you are good, and you created for a purpose and a reason. And just like some of them children of Israel who were stuck in the wilderness for 40 years, 40 years, And the promised land was right there on the other side. But what happened, God can't allow. He couldn't allow. And just like now, we talk about heaven here on earth. He cannot, he's not going to be able to, to allow people who are not ready and have no relationship to interact with the ones who have. Because what happens is they can misguide the ones who have a sense of direction.
1: And that's why we gotta be
0: careful of the company we keep. We gotta be mindful of that. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter three, verse one. You see. God wants us all they knew during that time. But freedom doesn't feel like what they was going through. You know, sometimes we feel like we ain't really free. We feel like all the needs that we have ain't being met. Because we see what other people have. But if we really look at our situation, our needs are being met. But the world The enemy wants you to believe that God ain't doing his part. And wants you to start chasing after the things of this world. And that's what happened to the people of Israel. When they were in the wilderness, God was providing for their needs. But because it didn't look like the way they thought it should look, they began to rebel against the word of God. Sound familiar? This is why we find ourselves struggling. Because we're chasing after something we don't really need. He said, I know your needs. Listen, I'm standing here before you today as a young man who had no idea of who he was. Until I had a relationship with God. And every time I talked about what I didn't have, he continued to show me I did have it. I didn't have my father in my life. He said, I praise many men in your life to show you what the father is and what it is to be a man. Good and bad. Oh, my mom was going through some stuff. Yes, yeah, she was going through some stuff we all do but she still provided for me. He showed me every time it was just about me making a choice, just like with every single one of us. We are here right now by choice. We believe today when we came to him, we was going to get something. and That's that's what God wants you to recognize. When you seek him, you know you're going to get something. But sometimes because it ain't what you expect you ever know you when you're on Christmas day and you expected something and you wanted that hot wheel call but you ain't getting the hot wheel you got another wheel and you was disappointed you got a car you got something that can move around but just because it didn't have the name wow just because it didn't have that recognized name or didn't look like what somebody else got, we began to murmur and complain and not be thankful, not realizing how hard our parents might have worked to get what we got. So instead of being thankful, we murmur and complain, and that's what we do with God.
1: Because some things don't look like
0: the way we think it is or it should be, or the way someone else got it, they ain't doing, they ain't making the sacrifices that you make. Or maybe it's just not time. Maybe it's just not your season. But if we continue to just keep pressing, and that's what he was enticing the children of Israel to keep pressing. That's what he's enticing us right now, to keep pressing to the mark of the high. He's calling every single one of us to a new place. Where you were at last year is not where you're at this year. And if you are, you need to do some self-evaluating. Because it's not based off of anyone else. It's based off of us. He said, nothing before you, you will not be able to overcome. Nothing. Proverbs, chapter 3 verse 1 through 18. And it says, My son, do not forget my teachings, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life worth living and tranquility and prosperity and wholeness of life's blessings. Hear this, family. They will add to you simple it's not complicated. It says, Do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Instead, let qualities define you. Bind them securely around your neck, write them on the tablets of your heart. So find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. He says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight and understanding. See, all we know is not that all there is to know. And that's what happens. We get caught up thinking we got the answer. If you had the answer, you wouldn't be in the situation.
1: So we got to turn.
0: He faced some. Sometimes we don't realize we have be praying to ask God, show me the way. And he placed people in your life to speak to you and show you something different. But because it don't sound like what you want to hear, you reject it. And then you say, God, what happened? You ain't answering me. He answered you, but you didn't want to hear it. Do not rely on your own understanding. It says here, Write them on the tablets of your heart so you find favor and esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust and rely, confidently in the Lord with all your heart and do not provide an insight on your own insight and understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him and He will make your path straight and smooth. Listen to this. Removing obstacles that block your way. Do, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your body, your marrow, your nerves, your anew, your muscles, and all your inner parts. We wonder why we ain't healthy. We wonder why our bones are. He said if you turn to him, all those things will be healed. That's the power of that relationship with him. He says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits and all your crops income. Then your barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not reject or take lightly the discipline of the Lord. Learn from your mistakes and the testings and the testings that come from his correction and discipline, nor despise his rebuke. For those whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Even as the Father corrects the Son in whom he delights, Happy, blessed, considered, fortunate, and to be admired is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom. And the man who gains understanding and insight, learning from God's word and life's experiences. For wisdom's profit is better than the profit of silver, and her grain is better than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and nothing you can wish for compares to her in value. Long life is her, her right hand, and her left hand is riches and honor. Her ways are highways and pleasantness and favor. And all her paths, all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life. To those who take hold of her and happy, blessed, considered, fortunate to be admired is everyone who holds her tightly. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back tomorrow and I will give it. Family, when you have an opportunity to speak some life into people, you gotta do it with truth. Me and my wife was coming down here today and we was talking about my mom who's going. She's been going since 2012. And she was talking about how she speaks truth. And
1: regardless of how you
0: feel, you're going to hear it. And that's what God wants us to do. Speak Godly truth. Not our personal truth. Not based on how we feel. We want to speak truth and correction and sometimes we might have to rebuke Sometimes we, we have to. Because if we don't, we're going to be held accountable for not doing our part. We're going to be held accountable. And as I was writing this here yesterday, Dr. Brenda, some of you may know her. Her son is Paul, um, and Paul has—he um, has—he needs a kidney transplant. He's been on dialysis, and. He's been in the hospital now since December. He had a stroke, and to the point where they thought he wasn't gonna live, you know. And and she just sent out prayer requests. Please pray for him. Pray for him, you know. And 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 Paul is one who has a kidney issue. Paul is older than me, and he's had this issue. He do blood transfusions and everything, but he's struggling as to why him. Anybody had that struggle before? Why oh, me? Yeah. You know, it, it, and I just try to remind him, and all of us here, the leaders speaking to us, like remind them that God has a purpose. Sometimes we don't understand the why. All we got to do is just trust. Yeah. And that's the part that we, the why may come later. Come I didn't know why I had to go through some of the things I had to go through. But it has to be a trust in him. And I'm glad now that I've come to that maturity where I can trust him and not ask why. My question is, okay, Lord, what do you want me to learn from this now? Come on. Because every situation, he wants us to grow. Instead of it being a roadblock like the enemy wants it to be, God wants it to be a stepping stone yes. so we can rise above it. And just like I was telling Paul, and it was so great, because she called me, and he was able to see me, and he was able to nod and recognize me. Here, he's been in the hospital since December. They thought he was going to die. And when I told him, I said, Paul, God has a purpose for your life. I said, there's many people who you know personally who had the same situation you have, who are not here. But you are here. And you need to seek God's face and ask Him, what do you want from me? What am I supposed to be doing? And I say, just His life alone is a testament. Come on. And the same thing goes for some of you here. I know my life is. Because I knew it myself, I wouldn't be here. But only because I trusted Him and let myself. Letting my will be set aside and allow his will to be done in my life. I'm in a position in doing what I'm doing now. Because I know many brothers and sisters who are not here now. Or may even put away for life. And were doing the same things I was doing. But just like he picked me out, he picked you out too. He picked you out too. And there's still so much more to come that God has in store. And that's why we gotta be mindful to continue to seek His face, to know who He is and who we are to Him. Because He's creating each and every one for a purpose and a reason, man. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8. You see, he as I was praying, like I told you, I was asking him, where should I come from? And he told me to start at chapter 2. But he brought me around from 1 and 3. So, in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, it says, My son, hear the instructions of your father, and do not reject the teachings of your mother. For they are the garlands of grace on your head and the chains and ornaments of gold around your neck. Sometimes that burden feels heavy, right? It says, My son, if sinners entice you, listen to this, do not consent. And they say, Come with us. Let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us ambush the innocent and cause. Without cause, let us swallow them alive and shore the place of the dead, even whole as those who go down into the pen of death. We will find and take all kinds of precious possessions. We will fill our house with spoils. Throw in your lot with us. They insist. We will all have one money bag in common. And my son, do not walk on the road with them. Hear this. Do not walk in the road with them. Keep your foot far. He says, far away. Far away from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they, heavy, they hurry to shed blood. Indeed, it is useless to spread the bended neck. And set up an ambush. And set up an ambush for their own lives. And set in, I'm sorry, me, In sight of any bird. But when these people set a trap for others, they lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives and rush to their destruction. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. And greed takes away their lives of possessions. possessor So, don't chase after money. Don't chase after things. That's where the enemy will entice us at, because we think we don't. Have, we think money is going to solve. We think money is going to solve your problem. I'm glad nobody here agrees with that, because more money, more problems. More money, more problems. See, money is the solve it. God's word, that relationship with him will solve all your problems. See, money is just a byproduct for this world. And when we recognize that and use it as a tool that it's for, it won't have no control over you. You won't be chasing after it. It will come. You know there was a time. If you know my story, I left my job making close to sixty, almost seventy thousand dollars a year, and started so working in the ministry. And I was hesitant because I'm like, we just purchased a house. I ain't know how we was gonna do it. I'm like, Lord, please, is, is there another way? And He told me, who are you gonna trust? And my wife, she said, look, if God told you to do it, go do it. I'm going to do what I need to do to help you out so you can do what God told you to do.
1: And I left that job.
0: It wasn't easy. Started so $18,000 a year. I hear that? $60,000 plus $18,000. That's a big gap. That's a big gap. But God said, who are you going to trust? Mind you, that was in 2016. We haven't missed anything. I'll tell you this. We got more now than we had then. See, it's not about the money. It's about us trusting God. And us using wisdom that he to apply what he wants us to do with it.
1: You know, sometimes we
0: think we need stuff when it's not really in need. We do wasteful spending. If you probably look at your budget and look how much wasteful spending you do, you probably can trim off a couple of thousand dollars. And that's why we got to use wisdom. Let's not let the world fool us and make us think we got to have this or that or look like this or that. Because that's a lie from the pit of hell. God knew who you were. From the beginning. Family, God has given us the keys to the kingdom in His Word. The answers to all the questions are right in front of us in the Word. We are making life more complicated than it has to be. The knowledge of Him is the key to the front door. So if you don't know Him, you can't get in the door. Who in here will let a stranger in door? I know I would. So why would God? Knowledge of Him is the beginning. So if there's anyone here or out there that wants to know God and to know Him or know Him, but have taken their eyes off Him like Peter did in the storm and find yourself going longer. I say to you now, reach your hand up. Reach your hand up. And say, Abba, Father, I call to you as my Lord and Savior who loved me so that you gave your only begotten Son as a Lamb for my sins who died on the cross and was risen again on the third day. I repent and accept you as Lord and Savior over my life. Let the house say Amen. 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 Family, today God has opened the door, He's given you access to the keys to His house that He wanted from the beginning. And all you have to do is continue to, you're here right now, you're out there right now because you want something more, you're seeking something more. And just like we're celebrating black history of, of renewing, of understanding of the past. Yeah. Because that one is what set the foundation that got us to this point. But where we're at now is not where he wants us to stay He has in store for you and I, but it comes through our relationship with Him. The more time we spend with Him, the more understanding of who He is and who we are in Him, the further and further we will begin to move. So I pray this word has blessed you. I pray that I've done what God has told me to do here today, and as we go forward in this program. I pray that nothing falls to the ground. Amen. Amen. I pray that it nurtures your heart, mind, and spirit to know who you are and who God has called you to be. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, let's give a round of applause to Pastor Mike. Praise God. Well, sounds like transition to transformation, uh, what God is doing in our lives, and, uh, getting uh um, knowledge of his wisdom. To the video. Book of Proverbs is a great place for, God. for us I, to be. I'm on ready, too. To <laughs> um, our purpose, vision, and mission here is to empower <laughs> and equip for yeah, you to a kingdom-centric process, through that process. The process is, not our process, and we want you to be empowered, we want you we are to be With the Word mm-hmm. of God, so that you can live a wholesome and, um, uh, life uh, and be able to accomplish the things that God has called you. So that's one of the each and every one of our young people uh, in their lives so that they can do. Um, so we're encouraging them. And we're going to just, again, I know that the um, service is going on this week. I don't know if we still have more. Then we're gonna. i let you come on back up and. let let's Yeah. That's Rob. All around. Yeah, I, uh, yeah go. That Can't air, open it. Those that may be watching by air. Those that have tuned in. Uh, sharing with you, this harvest Can't open is is about yeah. empowering and equipping, and this is what we want to see more of um, in our school, from our school to our to the, to the church, to the Careful. community center. Uh, every day, we want to do more things where we can lift up and encourage and empower our children to become the men and women God has called them to be. So, I um, wish we had more of you here. Uh, this is a great opportunity for them to be out and be here. Thank God that the dancers, we just seen them uh, worship and then hearing uh, the song. Uh, just again, I'm encouraged by uh, hearing the input and output from your young people as they share uh, out of their hearts and some of their skill sets and abilities. So can we give them one more round of applause as we receive this point? Thank
2: you, Pastor. And thank you, Pastor Rob for that word that you've given to us again in Proverbs, the book of wisdom. So um, at this time, we're going to um, show a short video. And uh, then after that, we're we'll going to have um, Ms. Jamaica Nelson to Really, really, did not want to read my Bible. The thought of sitting up in my bed, fingers filled with the marrow of laziness, ESV silent in its distance, but loud in its convicting, invisible sirens—the disrupting music of my consistent encouragements that I stacked in the back of my disciple's ears, such as, "You have to read your Bible.
0: The Word is
2: where you meet Jesus. How do you expect to know God if you don't read about it?" That's me action. So I settled for the conveniently placed Bible application on my phone. Thank you Apple for your help. I proceed to read a psalm or two until I feel I have met my morning spiritual quota for the day and then my heart. I proceeded to grab my soul by the hands and gently place a heavy Nagasaki-like whisper inside of his palms. You are far too easy satisfied, my song. And I remembered Bible is where I get to know God. King, Savior, Lord, friend Jesus meets me in this book. This book that I often treasure in theory. So, reading the Bible really does matter. Where else can I go to audibly see the voice of God? Learn how to climb inside of his shadow and follow it straight into his throne. My soul. The next time laziness or whatever attempts to steal me from the Bible, I'm just going to punch it. Do you own your home in Delaware and still rent your electricity?
3: Hello? Hi. Hi. Okay, so this is called a message. Right me the... B. Broken, bondaged, belittled, born with the belief that I'll never be better than the rest of who breathes the same as me, who ends in a grave at the end of our lives and just like me. But little did they know that there was something, there was someone who knew me before I was even born in my mother's womb, that I would be so set apart. Someone that would change my name from bitter to better. Someone that would change my name from broken to beautiful. From betrayed to blessed. From beaten to breathtaking. L, love, love is the capacity to fill on another level and another realm. The same love that God displayed to me when he created the brown skin that stands in front of you. It's the same love and grace he showed us when our ancestors were ripped away from their children and from their nation. It's the same love that God displayed when he sent his only begotten son to carry the burden and shed his blood so that I can be given a second chance. Today I stand here declaring that it's the same love that has the capacity to flow through all of our hearts, whether we are black, red, yellow, blue, white, or brown, I don't care. A, authority. I have the authority to affirm everything allowed of what God called me to be. I am not less than because the God that lives inside of me calls me greater than. I am not a minority because God's sufficiency assures me that I am counting in the number. So I affirm on this day that we are royalty. We sit high on the throne. I am amazing. You can see that I'm God's masterpiece. A lot may define me as dominant, but truth be told, I'm just a little old man. Matter of fact, I'm a little strong me. My strength came from the test that was thrown at me in an untimely fashion. But my God, my Savior, my true love, my left turned what the enemy meant for evil into my test. I am a leader. I stand for black people. I stand for white people. I stand for brown people. I stand for all people. I stand for God's people. C, courage. Too many times have we been forced to hide in the shadows. Too many times have we been told to stay mute. Too many times have our communities been shut down, destroyed, demolished. Too many times have we been knocked down on the ground. But like Maya Angelou, still,